The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to It Came From the Radio, the official show of the Ibeka mm-hmm. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. With me for your virtual distancing is none other than the life with Jen or G's, Jen Elise Feldy. It's great to be here with you guys. We have our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Manferrano. Why, hello everybody, and welcome to the quiet storm. Wow. And our senior... know, he's, he seems like he's whispering. <laughs> and uh, really, and our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Hey, everybody lived a dream, all right? Maybe it's something wrong with my well, was... Charlie, calm down. You're, uh, you're way too yeah. excited. <laughs> on <clears throat> on this week's show, here we go. Seemingly the only one with energy is Jen tonight, but well, she's only full of Jen or G. <laughs> you can only live the dream if you're sleeping, so that's why you sound tired. Mm. So on this week's show, we're going to have another J. Burn Lee segment. We have a very own Ponder Comics Dominic different from Mance Ronald with his comic pick of the week. And I have an uh, interview with none other than... A goofy fruit creator and writer, Mike Grossman. Well, before we do any of that, let's take it away with the news. It's morphin' time! The news is brought to you in part by the CradleCon, which is having their first annual in-person pop shop on July 17th and the 18th at the Cradle Aviation in Long Island, New York. It's the one-stop yeah. shop for all things comics, toys, collectibles, and pop culture. Tickets are on sale now at www.cradleofaviation.org. Also, by sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. And, of course, the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 25 years of complicness and pop culture stuff. More information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention is going to be on July 24th, which is the Big Apple Silver Anniversary Prequel Expo, and tickets are on sale now. And I want to give a shout out to all Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award winning director Jared Perel, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Trust of Media, Unjikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, The Huracan, and Yasin Ray. If you want to have your own little shout out, go to www.patreon.com. Look at what came from radio in the search bar. I hear, I hear growling. Is that, is that your dog, Charlie? My dog's sleeping. Oh, I, I'm hearing growling. Anyway, um, so we have so much sad news. We're making up for all the times we didn't have sad news. We have so much sad news for this week's show. So let's just start off with that. Actor Samuel Edgar Wright died recently from prostate cancer, prostate cancer while being a star of stage and screen in such projects as Bird, Strapped, Dinosaur, Ball 4, and Enos which is the Dukes of Hazzard spinoff series, just to name a few. Sam was perhaps best known as the voice of Sebastian in Disney's The Little Mermaid. Of note, Sam also played Mufasa in the Broadway production of The Lion King. Um, we've all know The Little Mermaid, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I want to be a part of that world. Not, not personally, <laughs> but yes. 
Well, I mean, it's it's such a, a pop culture staple. Yeah. Even me being not a fan of Disney, I've heard of it. I know a person who thinks she's a mermaid. Well, actually, we have a couple of cosplayers that uh, that believe that they're mermaids. This is actually they, true. They actually think they are mermaids, not humans? Well, I mean, they, they're part of the mermaid community, mermaid cosplay community, but I, I believe they think they are humans doing cosplay as mermaids. But they swim in the water with the fins and everything. It's a, it's a thing. Mm, okay. But uh, but yeah, Sebastian, the the voice of Sebastian, uh, he passed away, and he was a uh, spry seventy two years old. Wow. Yeah. So more sad news. Voice actor Paul Robert Souls also died recently, as of this recording, which is the second of June. Uh, no cause of death has been announced. While Paul was in a plethora of films and TV shows, such as. Willie McBean and His Magic Machine, Ticket to Heaven, The Magic Show, Just the Way You Are, Family Reunion, Teen Night, My First Wedding, and Max, the 2,000-year-old mouse, just to name a few, Paul was perhaps best known as the voice of Hermie the Dentist in the stop-motion animated Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer special, as well as the voice of the Spider-Man in the original animated series way back in the 60s. Um, you guys remember that? I do. Dominic? Nope. <laughs> Wait, you've never seen Road to Red Nose Reindeer, the stop motion? Oh. Okay, fair. Yes, I have seen that. Yeah. That, mo- that changes as you get older, by the way. <laughs> like, when you watch it as a kid, you're, like, you're so in love with it. And then, as an adult, I remember rewatching it and just thinking, like, how terrible these people are to Rudolph. <laughs> yes. Sounds like my last relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, were you like... Rudolph? <laughs> yeah, he's terrible to Rudolph. <laughs> Were you Rudolph uh, or you were Clarice? I don't know. That's a good question. Clarice. I'm not big on these. <laughs> Clarice. But um, but yeah, he was he was Hermie, and then I did not know that Hermie <laughs> is the same guy who was Spider Man. You know, in the original Spider Man, Spider that that Spider Man cartoon. It was the voice of that Spider Man. I can't believe it was the, the same guy. The one where we learned that he can do whatever a spider can. Yes, that one. So uh, he was a, a spry 90 years old. That's pretty good. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Even Wow. Well, I mean, Charlie, you were you were you were around when that first came out, right? Or was that before your time? Spider- Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. I just said to you, yes, I remember. But I meant when you like you were a, a young you you were a junior correspondent or were you still the same I was uh I was actually a January correspondent. <laughs> I was about uh ten, eleven. Wow. When I was watching Spider Man on TV. And isn't it weird that that's the same guy that was Hermie in um the Real Threadles Reindeer? That was that that blew my mind out of everything. Yeah, hot be still. What could I tell you? Um, so uh, even more, even more sad news. Actor and musician Kevin Alexander Clark also died recently after being hit by a car while cycling. Uh, for those of you who are a fan of the film School of Rock, Kevin played the young drummer. Um, of oh. note, uh, holy crap! A, yeah, that that kid, that guy, that guy. An, wow. As an adult, uh, Kevin went on to be a professional drummer. Now I know Charlie, you are a drummer. So did you uh, were a fan of the, that movie? Well, I liked I liked School of Rock. It uh, it it was a funny movie, and I liked all those kids. I thought they were uh, really good, especially the girl bass player. 
She was, uh, they were all very talented, those kids. So I've never well, seen maybe, the movie. Maybe you'll yeah. like one as a ghost soon. A ghost oh. drummer? Yeah, well, he liked all the kids, so maybe he'll like one of them as a ghost pretty soon. Oh, my God. Oh. I, sh- I I walked into that one. This is what we get for, like, all those weeks of, like, you know, not so sad <laughs> news. We got a whole plethora yeah. of sad news now. Yeah. A truck, truckload of sad. So he was a young 32 years old. Wow. It's hard to believe that. That that's how long School of Rock was. Was, was oh. that? Were you a School fan of Rock? It, it. I feel like it was just made School of Rock, but Me it's, too. it's it's been out there for a while. Yeah. Were you a fan, Dominic? School of Rock. I have never seen School of Rock. So, so I'm with you. I've never seen it either. Jen, School of Rock. Yes, no. I might have been high. I think I saw parts of it. I don't recall. <laughs> but may this be I a don't... warning to everyone who rides their bike on the street: don't do it. Come on, how many times? It's how many terrible. people got to die for people to stop riding is, their bike in the middle of the road? Come so on. terrible. It's so terrible. No, it's a yep. good warning. It, like, may something good come of this, you know? Maybe people will stop doing it. All right. You know, <laughs> I, 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 can, I can see where you're going, and I'm going to turn around. I'm not around, trying so to be funny, no, actually. It's, it's, <laughs> no, 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 I get it. It's like when, uh, when, when somebody <laughs> dies for no seatbelt. You know, it encourages people mm-hmm. to wear a seatbelt. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, so even still, even more sad news. As we get a line. Actor. Oh, this, is, this has been a week. This is just one week. Um, actor yeah. Robert Joseph Hogan also died recently uh, from complications of pneumonia. Robert's career spanned over 50 years as he appeared in such shows as Alice, Another World, As the World Turns, Days of Our Lives, Deadline, General Hospital, Law and Order, Murder, She Wrote, One Life to Live, Operation Petticoat, Peyton Place, The Adam West Batman Series, uh, Bonanza, Fair Exchange, Gomer Pyle, USMC, Hawaiian Eye, I Dream of Jeannie, Hogan's Heroes, 12 O'Clock High, Gunsmoke, The Original Hawaii Five-0, MASH, The Original Mission Impossible, Moik and Mindy, The Rockford Files, The Manhunter, Airwolf, Barnaby Jones, The Incredible Hulk, Knight Rider, Laverne and Shirley, The Original Magnum P.I., Quincy Emmy, St. Elsewhere, T.J. Hooker, and The Wire, just to name a few. Um, Charlie, you were, uh, what was the soaps I used to when you were at ABC? Were those the ones that were on that I mentioned? No, well, General Hospital was filmed in California, ah. in L.A., and uh, the only ones we had here were Ryan's Hope, um, One Life to Live, and All My Children, and just as I came in to ABC, Doc Shadows was leaving, ah. and Ryan Ryan's Hope went into that studio, but that's the oh, uh, only soaps that were uh, filmed here, and The Edge of Night which was on ABC, but it was a Procter and Gamble's production, so we had nothing to do with that except uh, airing it. Ah, so, so uh, um, the one life to live. Did you remember by chance, Robert Joseph Hagen? Uh no, no. I remembered. Um, it, it was so funny um, because one life to live. I got to meet. Um, Linda Dawson, who played Tara King on uh, The Avengers, because she was a character on the show. And also um, the guy, uh, what was his name? Thomason, who played Hawk on uh, on Buck Rogers. He was a character on One Life to oh, Live, too. Oh, that's right. Um, Do you remember yes, when yes, I was interviewed, we yes, were talking yes. about ABC? He, he has yeah. a job for us. Um, 
Thomas something, Thomas something, right? No, maybe Thomason. Yeah, yeah, something like Chris Thomason or something. Thomas uh, Christopher. Uh, Thomas Christopher. There it is. Close enough. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, you remember when I was talking to him about ABC, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he was there. But my big thing was uh, Linda Dawson, The Avengers. You know how crazy I am with that. Yes. I loved it. Yeah, so we were talking about. Uh, but other than that, I, I I know the faces. I just don't know the names. Right. So uh, he was uh, 87, uh, a young 87 years old. Wow. Ah, so more, more sad news. God, Actors. I just want to go out and party my ass off. Go. Actor Shane Bryant also died recently. Also, as this recording, no cause of death has been announced. While Shane is perhaps best known for his roles of four Hammer Films productions, which are Demons of the Mind, Straight On Till Morning, Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter, and Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell in the 70s. Shane also appeared in such films as The Picture of Dorian Gray, The Naked Civil Servant, Lady Chatterley's Lover, Comrades, The Light Horseman, Grievous Bodily Harm, Tunnel Vision, Subterrano, The Children of Huang Shi, Singularity, Sherlock Holmes versus Frankenstein, just name a few. Charlie, you were a Hammer uh, movie buff, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the double feature Saturday uh, Casino Theater Hammer with Herman. Yeah. So do you remember uh, Shane? Uh, Again, if I saw the uh, (laughs) picture, he's that guy. Yeah. But uh, I remember I would never go see Captain Kronos. I thought that movie sucked. (laughs) But uh, Herman Herman loved it. So Herman. Where's that movie on a scale of Skyline? (laughs) Um, Much better than Skyline. I would actually right. sit through sit through that skyline. I won't even sit in the neighborhood that the movie is showing. <laughs> and I know, Dominic, you're not much of a horror fan, so I'm not going to ask you about uh, Shane. Uh, Jen, horror fan? You were in a couple of horror films, right? Yeah, but I'm not a horror fan. I'm pretty open about it. <laughs> I'm in them because it's not, not scary to shoot them. It's actually funny to shoot horror movies, but I don't like to be scared. Life is scary enough. All right, fair enough. Um, so he was uh, 74 years old, a spry 74 years old. And we have even more sad news. Oh, my God. Do we have any happy wow. news at the end of this? Um, we might if we, if we if I'm, I'm, I'm burning through it as much as possible. Like yeah, I said, the news is that we're going to finish this. <laughs> like I said, this is, just, this is just a week. This all happened in one week. Um, actor Gavin McLeod. Also died recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also no cause of death was announced. While Gavin appeared in such films as I Want to Live, Pork Chop Hill, Operation Petticoat, 12 Hours to Live, High Time, War Hunt, The Sword of Alibaba, Death Watch, Baby Makes Three, The Sand Pebbles, The Thousand Plane Raid, Time Changer, and The Secrets of Jonathan Sperry, just name a few, Gavin was perhaps best known for his most famous, most famous roles of... Uh, Murray Slaughter in 168 episodes of the Mary Tyler Moore show, which ran from 1970 to 1977. Uh, Seaman Joseph Happy Haynes in 73 episodes, as well as two feature films of the original McHale's Navy, which ran from 1962 to 1964. And of course, that of Captain Merle, Merle Stubbing for 250 episodes of the original Love Boat, which ran from 1977 to 1987. You got to say it like the ABC announcer, the love boat. (laughs) The love boat. 
Yeah. Um, fans of Love Boat, uh, Jen? I, I like how they say it. <laughs> I'm an That's it. No, I'm a fan of Rakato Manto Bum. Not That's really Fantasy that. Island. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Come! That shows you I'm not a fan of the love boat. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see that, Charlie. Uh, I'm big. Well, yeah, it was all right. It was cheesy, but uh, I was a bigger fan of the Mary Tyler Moore show. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, big fan of that. In fact, they used to show that um, late at night, and they thought nobody was watching it, and they took it off the air. You had to see how many letters NBC got. They put it back yeah. on. It, I mean, it was like two o'clock in the morning and they ran wow. like two two episodes together. So when they took it off, they thought nobody was watching it. They got huh. hit with a barrage of letters like, put this damn thing back. Wow. wow. Was, yeah, I was one of the people watching them. So, so Jen, but, you're a Mary Tyler Moore fan? You know what? I wasn't a huge fan. I did watch it, but I will tell you, you know, you know, I get little psychic premonitions i was going to quit the show and i heard all these lyrics while i was walking around thinking of quitting the show not like, this show know, right not this show not okay. this show it was actually a comedy show i was very not prepared for it and i hear it's you girl and you should know it with each glance and every little movement i heard all these lyrics and i don't know the song very specific lyrics and i go mm-hmm. to look it up and i like heard a whole paragraph of, of mary yeah. Tyler Moore. so i'm like all right maybe that's a sign <laughs> okay oh. yeah so, yeah you got to hear Joan Jett's version of that song. Ooh, cool. So you know what's yeah. funny? I, sadly, just like we were talking about last week, I thought he had already died, Kevin McLeod. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, so shame, on, shame on me. Uh, but he was a... a no, you're a, just advanced. A, yeah, I was, I was ahead of my time. Yeah. That's all. He was a spry 90 years old. Yeah. All right. So more, 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 more sad news. Wow. I know who you're going to say now. <laughs> Actor and martial artist William Joseph Lara also died recently when his wife's church's plane crashed, killing himself, his wife, her son-in-law, and four members of the church. The accident is being investigated by the NTSB, which is the National uh, Transportation Safety Board, because nobody on board the aircraft was properly qualified to fly it. Um, oh. oh man! Oh, it's probably wow. for the greater good. Did yeah, you think I was coming? Up? Did you think I was coming up with that one, Charlie? No, no. I I know there's one more after okay. this. What was the uh, name but, of this gentleman again? I'm saying when they find out who did that or what the problem was, you think it was perhaps Satan? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, was that guy's yeah. name again? William Joseph Lara. Um, William. Yes. While William was widely known for his role of Tarzan in a TV series, Tarzan the Epic Adventures, which ran in the late 90s, William also appeared in such films slash TV shows as Summer Heat, American oh, Cyborg, yeah. Steel Warrior, Steel Frontier, Hologram Man, Live Wire Part 2, The Human Time Bomb, uh, Lima, Breaking the Silence, uh, Operation Delta Force 4, Deep Fault, Strike Zone, Doomsdayer, that one I want to see, and Death Game, just name a few. He was a young 58 years old. Wow. That is, yeah. It's a weird way to die, man. Like yeah. Death game. Weird. I mean, you do a movie called Death Game. I mean, come on. Yeah. So, or you did a movie, even more ironic, did a movie called Fly Boys. Ooh. Yeah, so, that was ironic. 
Do you remember him uh, from the TV show Tarzan? I remember that TV yes. show. I, I, I hate to say it. I was not a fan of that TV show, but it was pretty uh, popular. <laughs> I Googled it just now. I Googled the, the guy and like immediately I see the image. I'm like, oh, that is classic 90s, early yeah. 90s. That's right up there yeah. with like with like Lorenzo Lamas and Renegade. And, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And um, a couple other shows that I remember vividly. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, 58. So finally, we're final. We, we reached the end of the final bit of news, sad news. Thank God I've been drinking Ew. this whole time. <laughs> so, what are you drinking? Wine. Oh, okay. <laughs> so actress Arlene Lenore Galanga also died recently from Alzheimer's disease. Arlene appeared in such films slash TV shows as Diary of a Bachelor, Penelope, The Busy Body, Hang em High, MASH, The Elevator, Airport 77, The Original The In-Laws, The Last Married Couple in America, Separate Ways, Fox Trap, Survival Game, Train to Kill, The End of Innocence, Cops and Roberts, and A Family Affair, just name a few. Of course, Arlene is perhaps best known for playing Millie Hutchins, later renamed Millie Swanson, on The Andy Griffith Show and Mayberry RFD from 1960 to 1971. I wish I got whistle. Charlie. Yeah. You a fan of uh, Andy Griffith Show? Um, uh, not not terrific. I, I liked it, but I wouldn't stop my life for it. Um, <laughs> okay. But uh, uh, hang them high. I'm trying to think. What role did she play? She played the, the busty blonde. Of course. Uh, <laughs> all right. Role. Now, now I remember. <laughs> so yeah, she, I, she was 85. So, wow. yeah. Uh, so that's, that's it for the Saturday. Wait, uh, oh, wait, wait, you got, you got you something? Didn't, you didn't know my, my guy yet. What do you got? From the just a senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. B.J. Thomas left us. B.J. Thomas for um, uh, Raindrops Keep Falling on Your Head. He was Aww, a musician. I love yeah, that song. And, and uh, Hooked on a Feeling, the original Hooked on a Feeling he did. Raindrops and um, Keep Falling on Your Head. Yeah, and huh. uh, he was a spry 78. Wow. So you were waiting for that big reveal, and it did not come. Sorry to I thought I thought you grab them all. I figured you would miss that one. So wow. So I guess there were more. <laughs> But those are the ones that yeah. I picked up. And that was a lot for a week's show. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We have a little bit of time left. So let's, let's, let's see if we can get a, a not, not a sad bit of news. Um, we'll do the easiest the, one first. The, the sun came out Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The sun came out Monday. Yes. Someone well, told me Memorial Day there's going to be a lot of deaths this week. They said that based on Mercury retrograde. So that's what the psychics say. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have to say this is probably the most uh, sad news we've had in the, in the course of this show. The this most a lot. In, the, a lot. in the history oh. of this show. Yeah, this, Sarah Moy was right then. <laughs> this show just set the bar. So let's see. So let's let's see. If we can do throw this one in. Uh, and speaking of that, I wish I was at the bar. Did a boom. From the that's a lot of nuts department. The new horror sequel, A Quiet Place Part 2, has taken the number one spot in the domestic box office, pulling in $57 million in ticket sales. Uh, to put things in perspective, this time last year, the film Wretched, which as mentioned in a previous show, is described as a defiant teenage boy struggling with his parents' imminent divorce, faces off with a thousand-year-old witch who is living beneath the skin and posing as the woman next door, held on to the top spot for the fifth 
week in a row, pulling in an additional $175,000. Keep in mind, this would be the 12th full week of the ongoing pandemic, which most theaters are closed. Um, of note, Godzilla is still the highest grossing film of 2021 so far with $97 million and counting, followed by the aforementioned Quiet Place. What makes this extra interesting is that Quiet Place is only available to be seen in actual movie theaters, while Godzilla yeah. is both on HBO Max streaming and in theaters. So this is the first quote-unquote big uh, theatrical release movie. 50 yeah. That's pretty darn interesting. It is interesting. Hmm. Maybe theaters aren't uh, aren't uh, done yet. And it made like like you said, fifty million, which even before COVID would have been an not bad. I mean, not for Memorial Day weekend, but a pretty good haul. It would have been a respectable on, yeah, on, 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 on a average, regular day. Yeah. Oh, COVID's over. That's it. That's it. COVID's over. People <laughs> people no longer listen to you, Mark, because it's open. They're now going. So they went fifty-seven million dollars in ticket sales. That's amazing. Okay, so, that's comforting. That is pretty good. Yeah, that's that's people, actually a pretty darn good sign. People are clearly quite tired of of living in ho- at home. So, so it, it it makes it that it's the number two film of twenty twenty one in the first week of being yeah. released in theaters yeah. only. That's that's pretty darn good. So I, as 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 I used to work in a movie theater, and as I, I've said many a times about things being open, whatever, I'm actually kind of glad that theaters aren't done yet. Yeah, that is nice. That's some good news. It makes up for all those deaths. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, so let's see if we can sneak this last last bit of uh, news in here. Um, actually, I've been sitting on this one for a while. And it's, it's starting to get it's starting to get dated. So let me <laughs> let me throw this one out there. From the if it's edited, it's not live department. Due to a rain delay, speaking of rain, uh, this year's WrestleMania 37 Night 1 event was pushed back for about 30 minutes. Since this was a live streaming pay-per-view event, the show was forced to have many of the wrestlers who were there to air unscripted promos highlighting their upcoming matches to fill time. In an unusual move, any fans who wanted to watch the replay of the event outside of the United States, which is still on the WWE streaming service, um, is available... Were fine. Were they found? Were they quick to find that those segments were removed from the broadcast? What makes this double odd is that many fans say that the deleted segments was perhaps some of the best work that the performers have done in recent years. Wow. So it's weird that you have a live pro a live program. It aired. It happened, and then on the replays outside the United States, which once again doesn't make any sense to me, they they got rid of it. They censored it, and it's gone. Yeah. How odd is that? Well, I mean, I often find the outtakes behind the scenes and stuff you don't see on mainstream media the most interesting. So that kind of makes sense to me. A lot of the stuff makes the cut. I don't find interesting. But if this is their own property and the fans are saying this is some of their best work, why would they get rid of it? I mean, because we know we've already said that uh, WWE is on Peacock in the United States. So there is no more WWE network in the United States, but overseas it still exists. And then they chomped it off. It's, it's, it's the weirdest thing I would, I would think. Maybe it was too real. Maybe. Um, Charlie, you're a wrestling fan. Uh, Thoughts? Um, well, I'm not a big wrestling fan, but I'm, I'm thinking, you know, somebody's making a decision there and it's not the people. Thank God. But somebody in the, the WWE is making a decision that this is what we're going to do. 
And some people have to have to prove validity for their paycheck. And sometimes it's the wrong decision. I think this is what happens in this case. Advertisers. So, yeah. It's possible. It is possible. Yeah. I mean, on, on the other hand, as I like, uh, we have about two minutes to go. On the other hand, I want to mention that, you know, it's their show. It's their product. Do whatever the hell they want. Right. <laughs> That's true, too. Yeah. But I just think yeah. that the object is to make money and to please your fans, I would think, to give your fans something to do and to enjoy. And if the fans are like, hey, we like this, we want more, the answer to say you're not going to see it again is not the best idea. Well, Channel 7 did a brilliant move at one point. Uh, they um, they aired Taxi and then they got rid of it. And Channel 4 brought it right up and it became... You know, it was became the hit it was on Channel 7. But we had so many idiots running the show on 7. You had Capital Cities. Then you had my favorite Disney come in. And, and needless to say, the guy who made that decision to justify his check no longer had a check. He was fired. Wow. Because, so you get, you know, it's, yeah. it's maybe one guy or a couple of guys that is you know, controlling the ball there. Yeah. So we have uh, less than a minute to go, so we're going to do some final thoughts. So uh, let's start with uh, Dominic. Dominic, uh, do you have any final thoughts for us? Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Senior correspondent Charlie Saladino, do you have any uh, final thoughts for us for this segment? Well, like always, be nice to everybody. Stop with the, stop with the hate. <laughs> and the life of Jenner G's, uh, generally Scully, do you have any final thoughts for us for this segment? Homemade veggie burgers are a great way to reclaim your health. <laughs> there you go. So with that, we're going to... There you go. That's a thought right there. <laughs> it is a thought. It is a thought. So with oh, that, Jen, we're going to... Jen, yeah. Jen, wait, stop. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Jen's, Jen's, only, Jen's thought was the only one to really help people. That's true. <laughs> yeah, see? Exactly. There you go. Good job. I'll so tell you. I lost two pounds in three days. It's great. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Good job, Jen. So with Thanks. that, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back <laughs> when I came from the radio. Hi. You've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio, sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn. Hi, everyone. This is Tom Christopher. I had played Hawk on Buck Rogers on the 25th century, and you are listening to... It came from radio. During the month of June, get ready for Sinister War, Infinite Frontier, and Extreme Carnage at Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin. And join our membership program where you can save 10% on every purchase. The Long Island Tropicon is coming this July through August. Come to the store for more details. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to 8, Thursday from 2 to 7, Saturday and Sunday from noon to 5. That's Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin, located at 846 Merrick Road in beautiful Baldwin, New York. Call us at 516-763-1133. Thank you and stay safe. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Jay Bird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV shows, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about Great Adventure Part 2. Part 2, yes. We didn't feel like we had enough time to talk about it last <laughs> uh, week, so 
Because we had a good time in New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, like, so last last time we was just saying that, like, your brother couldn't handle any of the rides. Yeah. It was a lot of trouble for him, right? Yeah, this time I think let's start from the beginning of it. Oh, you want to start from the yeah. beginning of it? Well, why don't you just, yeah, the first right. ride you went yeah, on, right? Yeah, the first ride I went on, I think, was the Green Lantern. Yeah, the Green Lantern. How the was Green that? Lantern. Oh my god, I love that ride. It, you stand up and basically you're just flipping all around. It's really fun for people who... I brought my phone on the ride and like everything was fine. Yeah, But what do you mean like for stand up on the ride? Like, I don't know. It's... So basically when you, when you go onto it, you are standing up. You get locked in. Standing up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So... Your air, your, your air, your feet are like <laughs> dangling in the air, basically. Uh, no, they aren't. There's a platform at the bottom, so oh. you're standing on the platform. Okay. All yeah. Right. And you went upside down, or? Uh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was really fun, didn't you? And uh, you, Riley, and Riley's friend went on. Oh, the umbrella. The, a parachute thing. <laughs> right, the parachute thing, which. Um, Lame. I didn't even go on it because you can only fit two people at a time and I didn't want to go by myself. <laughs> so, you know, I was just like, ah, let them do it. And they did it twice because it was like empty. Nobody was really yeah. there. And uh, they had a good time. It looked like it was fun. I think it was like 400 feet in the air or something like it's that. It's pretty high. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. So they had a good time. They get to see the whole park and, and you come down, you know. Um I know you did that one. Then we did something called the Houdini's Illusion. Oh, yeah. That we was... did Houdini's Illusion. Okay, so basically we walk into this... Um, into the park. Yeah, we walked into the park, and then we went and... Um, yeah, we went into the... So there's this thing called Hulu, uh, Houdini, yeah, Houdini. <laughs> Houdini's Illusion, right? And yeah. You were like, "Oh, we have to go check this out." I was like, "I was like, you know what? Why not?" I didn't. I wasn't expecting really anything much. Maybe like an indoor ride, but then we, uh, what's it called? Got into the place, sat down in the seats we were assigned, and um, then it started, and our seats started tilting. Right, they tilted up, and then pretended yeah. that the. Uh room was upside down or we were upside down I didn't even notice it at first like I didn't notice we were upside down till like they were till yeah. I noticed the exits I'm like why are they sideways <laughs> well that was because the ride was kind of lame so or the illusion was lame I guess to I think it was the point of it was to be pretty slow well yeah I think it was so just so it could be like oh you're slowly no you're starting yeah. to notice that you're not in the right spot yeah. yeah I mean it was it was fun but you know our crew was like the minute that the uh, ride was over, everybody ran out because they felt they lost time to go on the next ride. So <laughs> we yeah. we started laughing. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it wasn't that uh, thrilling for the most part. It's probably like good for just like the little kids, yeah, and things like that. You know, not too crazy. Then uh, I went. I'm so scared, and Riley thought I was being like, what facetious or? Uh, I thought oh, I was real. I was, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, you weren't. So you know. Um, yeah. That's too funny. And then where do we go after that? Oh, yeah, we were just running around. Right? Yeah, and then towards the end, um, oh, we were going for gift shops, and I got an avocado. <laughs> you got an avocado-stuffed animal. <laughs> I'm very happy with my choice. As part of the collection of stuffed animals that you have. <laughs> yeah, well, that... Bowie got some of them. 
But we got oh, some of them. Yeah, but we have like a million stuffed animals, and just because the dog got like one or two doesn't mean like he you still don't to. have like a whole slew of them in a closet. No, they're not there. They're, they're <laughs> there. There's a yeah, not in your closet, in the one in the basement. There's a ton of stuff. Mm, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So I hope this avocado meets all your standards of stuffed animals. It does. Okay, <laughs> that's good. And then it, it, all I needed was a cute face. And so I got go. season passes. Will we go back? Did yes. I waste my money? Well, I mean, one out of four people like roller coasters, and it's Six Flags, a roller coaster park. So maybe. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Until next time. <laughs> stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. See ya. Looking to sell your entire comic collection? Have that one key issue you're trying to unload? Well, look no further than Royal Collectibles, your friendly neighborhood comic book shop. Buying and selling comics, toys, and merchandise with experience in the industry for over 30 years. From Golden Age comics all the way up to the present, they want to buy your stuff. Reach out to them online at www.royalcollectiblesonline.com or give them a call at 718-793-0542. That's Royal Collectibles in Forest Hills, Queens, New York. Now, back to our show. Hi, everyone. This is Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano, and it is once again time for... My comic book pick of the week. So to round out this month of May and Star Wars month, as I've been calling it, uh, this last pick of the week for the month of May is Star Wars Rebels. Uh, once again, as I said in my previous picks, this is kind of required reading. Uh, certainly if you're going to be enjoying The Bad Batch um, and you want to kind of know what's going on that very first episode, Star Wars Rebels takes place about 14 years, according to the Star Wars timeline, after... Uh, Rise, Revenge of the Sith. And it's kind of like, it, it, it's, well, well, this will show my Catholic education, I suppose. It's kind of how John the Baptist was the precursor for Jesus, if in terms of the biblical uh, storytelling that he kind of paved the way. And it's sort of the story of two Jedi, one master, one apprentice padawan and it sort of paves the way for obi-wan and luke and it answers a bunch of questions um as well that were left over from, from the clone wars and it kind of preps you for both star wars a new hope and rogue one so it kind of does a lot it kind of again is sort of like required watching um and if you watch it you're going to have you're going to like Rogue One more. You're going to like A New Hope even more. You're going to understand more of what's going on in The Mandalorian um, and what may be going on in The Mandalorian in, in upcoming seasons. Um, you're probably going to understand, I know Disney is planning on doing a whole live-action Ahsoka Tano um, series. I would say you have to watch Rebels 
to really understand what that's going to be about and whatever references they're going to make for that. So again, it's an, it's an important pick of the week. Now I know these are not, you know, comics that I've been picking lately, but these are all things that I think if you're a Star Wars fan and it being like, again, Star Wars month that you're going to enjoy watching and the stories are good. And as I said about my pick for Star Wars, um, Clone Wars, this series, Rebels, is so heavy in strong female characters that I think if you have a daughter, it's a shame if they don't watch this. You really you should watch it. Plus, Dave Filoni is just an amazing storyteller who learned directly how Star Wars is supposed to work from George Lucas. George has this hopeful story, and it's something that he's reiterated most times I've seen him uh, you know, after we've been making things uh, without him, is remember to make these stories hopeful. Mm. Remember to give that to kids because they really need it. And so that's, that's just something to keep in mind. Why Disney didn't just hire Favreau and Filoni, specifically Filoni, to make the prequels, I will never know. I just won't know. But anyway, that's why uh, the Filoni animated series have been the picks of the week for the month of May, Star Wars month, and that's why Rebels is the pick of the week this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's pick. Please remember you can go and check out my own personal webcomic at fishysarcasm.com. You can become a Patreon of the comic. It's only $1 a month. It's the least expensive Patreon out there. I promise you that. Also, please go and check out prontocomics.com. We have plenty of comics for download. And always remember... Remember, the Force will be with you. Always. So be safe and be healthy. Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot Club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to Came From Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. I'm here via social distancing with a really cool guy. I haven't speaking, spoken speaking to him. Good job, Mark. I haven't spoken to him in such a long time. I want to catch up with none other than Goofy Fruit creator, co-creator, Mike Grossman. Hey, what's going on, Mark? Yeah, it's uh, even speaking on the phone, it's still like, I'm not really sure how this works, especially with someone, you know, doing a podcast, someone you're, you're, you're friends with. It's like... Uh, I may not be talking to you correctly right now, and I don't know uh, how it's going. So if I'm being <laughs> really weird, just let me know. <laughs> so um, we had you. Start from scratch. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So we had you on the show, and you talked about your um, really cool comic series about talking fruit. 
And it was more of like an anthology with, uh, with jokes thrown in the middle, but it was a physical actual book you can get. Um, so what yeah. has been going on from then to now? What, what, what more weird antics has the characters gotten into? Have you gone on and become famous movie makers now with the Goofy live action 3D film starring Vin Diesel? What's going on? Oh, man, I, I would love to work with Vin. Uh, definitely call me. Uh, we got a great fruit part for you. Um, you know, not, not all that quite yet. I'd say it, we've definitely evolved a lot. I think we spoke sometime in 2019. Um, I will say like one of the big changes that I'm super excited about is that we actually hired two new people onto our team to work with us, to help us to create these comics. So other than me who does the writing and Max who was doing all of the art, everything, pencils, inks, colors, and letters. Now we're working with uh, my two friends, uh, Adam Quinones and, and Marco uh, Ventura, who I've been working with under wraps on this other project. That's not goofy fruit related. Uh, since I've already been working with these guys, I was like, Hey, we could really use some help with goofy fruit. Let's figure out how we can work with you guys on that. So now Adam's doing uh, our colors. Marco's doing the letters. So in terms of our production of putting comics out there between Max and I, we actually could like put out a lot more comics than we were able to in the past and really expand, you know, the, the narratives, the universe and the story. Um, so we're really just getting into that. Um, and like you mentioned, we had the physical book, um, which, you know, we still have. And those are our initial stories of the characters. And now we've been publishing new comics on our Instagram um, we published about four or five. Uh, some of them were published during the pandemic. Uh, and now we're starting to get into a flow. We're still at the very beginning. We're going to be having two new comics a month, um, sometimes maybe even a little bit more. And just being able to do a lot more, you know, visually with the characters through social media, through our website, you know, and live events still, we're still trying to figure out. Um, but yeah, just we have a lot of things kind of in the works. Because um, like I was saying before, you were recording is like, I think now is just the best time to, to really make Goofy Fruit, you know, pop, get it out there. So, so that's, that's a little bit of it. When it's just the two of you, the creative, yeah. the creative process is more um, focused because it's just the two of you. You have an idea, he has an idea, you work it out, and then it's done. But then when you're adding more people, do you find it to be harder to get your vision across? Or do you find it easier that they're doing the, the quote-unquote grunt work when you can focus yeah. more on the story. Yeah, I would definitely say it's that like these guys are great uh, at their crafts. You know, uh, I'd say like every person who touches the work like is able to add a little bit of themselves to it. So it's kind of like coming, you know, out from me and Max of like the, you know, the source of that, of what is Goofy Fruit. And then, uh, you know, kind of passing it down this production pipeline um, to Adam and then to Marco, you know, we're giving them notes, we're giving them direction, but we know that they're adding you know, a little bit of their own spin into it, um, you know, which from working with them on this other project that is, you know, it ha it's, it's not Goofy Fruit at all. Uh, and I'll be talking about that again soon. Um, but it, it's not Goofy Fruit at all, but it, it's still from me and it has a lot of Goofy Fruit DNA. So these guys are already like kind of well-versed in like what I'm up to. Um, and I think we're going to see more of that from them as we start kind of working on more strips of them. So yeah, I, I don't think it's harder at all. I think it, it does allow Max and I when we're doing that creative part to like have a little bit less stress and a little bit more confidence. Uh, and also knowing the amount of comics we'll be able to start putting out is like, well, we could do that idea. And then we could do that idea. Oh, now we have a whole slate of ideas. Nice. That's really exciting. Um, so that, that's kind of where, what we've been getting up to lately. So are you allowed to talk about the other project? Yeah. Uh, I right, so, talk so, about it so yes. So what's that about? The, okay. It's called not so super Dave. Um, so this is a graphic novella. So it's going to be about 
about 90 pages. So it's kind of like a big one shot, like a full story. Um, I guess it's the equivalent about like, you know, a, a shorter trade um, at this point. And it's about a character. His name is Dave. And he's working as an intern janitor uh, for a league of superheroes called the, um, the Gesticulators. Um, and he is kind of like, you know, he's their errand boy, basically. Uh, but he does have powers and they haven't been training him. Um, so he's getting really angry about that. Um, and then he has the opportunity to change his kind of circumstances. Um, since there's a team of people who aren't superheroes, just regular people that have, a, you know, regular abilities, but are wanting to act as heroes. Um, and they're starting to train. So then, you know, it's like I, nothing. My career is not going anywhere with the gesticulators. Uh, and he goes to try out for this other team. Um, I think, I, you know, I'm just really beginning to talk about this work oh, publicly. So I don't know how skilled I am at that. But I think that is like a, a good, interesting tease. I'd say the kind of the art style, which Adam uh, Quinone is doing all of the art. Uh, you know, he does the pencils, inks, and colors on this project. And it has like a very kind of, this is a, it is meant for a younger reader. It's like Goofy Fruit is very kind of like teen to adult. This is definitely uh, for a younger readers that I think adults would also still get a lot out of. And I think will be kind of funny for them. Like kind of how Nickelodeon was for me growing up. Like shows like Rocco's Modern Life and Hey Arnold. Oh, yes. um, and it's kind of, uh, I would say it's kind of a spiritual successor to that genre of, you know, art and comedy. Obviously this is a comic. It's not animated yet. Um, I could see it being animated, but I think it kind of is like that brand of of uh, of aesthetic. Um, and that's kind of some of the work I've always been really excited to create. Um, so, yeah, that's not so super Dave. And the production of that will be done in like another three months. So it really is kind of like, oh, time to figure out how to market it and, and the publishing strategy. Oh, so yeah. um, the the thing that pops in my head when you mentioned the Nickelodeon, I was thinking about the Cartoon Network. Um, I can't think of it. It was a it was a whole bunch of superheroes. It was like a parody of the Justice League. Uh, um, Teen Titans. You think of maybe? No, or, no, no, or no. no. Of, uh, it was like Johnny Bravo style art. It was like Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. It, it was, was a superhero one, thing. There was one where like it was kind of a parody of like like an MTV like reality show where they're like all living in a house together. Oh, that was drawn together. Like, drawn together. Yeah. I was like, you're not thinking of that. You're thinking of something else. Um, yeah. I think it was like Johnny Bravo type animated style, but they had like a superhero segment on it. It might've been like around the time the Powerpuff Girls came out around that, around that area. Wow. So that's, that's I, why I, I envisioned. That pretty well. And I, I'm completely drawing a blank. So when you, when it comes up, like, let me know. Yes. Yes. That's I'm awesome. sure this is going to happen like tomorrow at three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Oh yes. What are this called? Hit me up. DM me. I'm, yes, I'm yes. Like at all our hours, so. So for those um, of you, yeah. um, for those of the people who are listening right now who don't know anything about Goofy Fruit, shame on them. But throw them what's what's <laughs> that sure. about? Yeah, so Goofy Fruit, yeah, it's my main project I've been working on uh, since 2015 with my really good friend Max Travers, who's the artist. Um, so it's a very like kind of zany, bizarre world. Like we started creating all these characters based on different pieces of fruit. Um, so we have you know, Boss Banana with the Gangster Graves, Chill Peppers, like every fruit. Uh, that's one of our main characters has like this different personality and has this different like alliterative catchy name. Um, I think we stole that from Looney Tunes, like Daffy Duck or Bugs <laughs> Bunny. Um, so, you know, there's something going on with that. Uh, so we started creating all these characters while we're living down in New Orleans, which is where I currently am. Um, and then we started selling them, you know, in different art prints at, you know, markets. There. And we started turning them into comics because we've been wanting to work on comics together since 2011, like a full decade ago. Um, so like Goofy Fruit, there's, it really could be so many genres of stories with these characters. Cause like, in our, they're, you know, we're humans, they're fruits, you know, um, and we can coexist. 
and in our lives in the worlds we live and the stories that we see that's all different genres so there's no reason why there can be you know an action adventure story with goofy brook characters why there couldn't be uh, a romance of goofy brook characters why there there couldn't be a kind of story that you've never even seen before that you wouldn't necessarily even know how to classify genre wise with these characters uh, and they're kind of all coming at you with uh, what we're doing. So it's really all over the map. You know, I would say that if I look at the people who are currently fans of Goofy Fruit, it's, you know, it's all different size, types of people, whether, you know, their age, their their race, their gender. But there is kind of something about them that, you know, kind of draws them all together uh, into the Goofy Fruit fan base. Um, it's a certain, I guess it's just like a certain energy. Um, I, I remember um, when we were talking way back when, when you were on the show, how yeah. multi-universal um, Goofy Fruit is, how it has a right. little bit for everything. It has the humor, it has the, the comedy, it has the action, and it actually has some real story to it. It's not just some wacky uh, drawings. It actually, there is a story. There is a thread between all the characters and all the relations. Was that something that you decided that I'm going to do this when you first started out, or it just kind of evolved into that? Yeah, that started kind of like, you know, we really just first started with drawings and then the names. And then we started figuring out the personalities. And as we started figuring out those personalities, we started figuring out the stories. And then that's when the world building really started to stitch itself together. And there's still like a lot of, you know, openness in the canon and the world building uh, and the things that are going on, which I currently like. Because I don't, I don't build more than I currently need. And then I'm always like figuring out new pieces. Like we actually had amazing creative session recently we figured out like so many cool pieces of things um that are just going to build and, and part of it is like different things with different characters are eventually going to kind of clash with other characters and bump up to them into in cool and interesting ways so those stories are just kind of like out there waiting to happen um so yeah it was not you know we kind of stumbled into this you know you know ass backwards as we like to say <laughs> um but it's a very kind of you know, I- improvisational and vibrant uh, way of going about it. All right. So we are now at social media time. So if you have any links, sure. any uh, places where people can find out more about you guys, sure. throw yeah, it out uh, there. The biggest platform for us is our Instagram, which is at Goofy Fruit. So, you know, we spell it Goofy, G-O-O-F-Y, Fruit, R-F-O-O-T. So that's R-F-R-O-O-T. So Goofy Fruit. Uh, on Instagram and we're goofy fruit on every platform, you know? So like I said, Instagram is our main one. We also are on Twitter. I'm really trying to figure out TikTok, but it's going to take me some time. Um, and then we have our website, which is, will be goofyfruit.com. Um, and you can find the stories there. Um, and you know, all over the place, we even have some murals, uh, up in Bushwick, New York, and maybe we'll have some other places soon too. Will there be a website for not so super Dave? Um, I would say the best place they're they're very well maybe I really, like I you know I would have to think about that if that makes sense to have an independent website uh, for the marketing but you go to my uh, personal portfolio page which is just www.mikegrossman.co um, and then I have a tab on my website it says my you know I do copywriting uh, you know professionally outside of comic stuff so I have copywriting I have comics I have comedy stuff so if you go under comics you also find Goofy Fruit stuff there, but then there's also another tab for Not So Super Dave, as well as some of the other stuff I'm working on that I guess we didn't even have time to go into. I'll have to come back again. Yeah, definitely. When um, when Not yeah, So Super Dave comes that, out, right. that way you can promote that and you can tell us yeah. about all the other stuff that's coming down the pike. I'd love to. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and on, the, on that page that I told you on my website, there is the first 10 pages of Not So Super Dave are up there for anyone to read. Um, and if anyone is curious about it, 
just go back to my own social media, which is linked there. It's at, at good, great Grossman. And I'll talk to you about it all day. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Yeah. So we have uh, less than three minutes to go. So you have any final thoughts? Um, no, not really. I'm just like happy to be talking to you and uh, <laughs> connecting. Um, you know, I'm excited to kind of see what happens like as cons start to happen. I guess I'm mostly thinking about uh, New York City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, but I currently don't have plans to be there. But I would, you know, just kind of be, you know, I'm I'm fully vaccinated. I, you know, I got the microchip, so you know, <laughs> they're gonna have an event. Uh, I'm not against going. It probably would make sense to do a little bit of a slower version of it, but you know. But maybe you can I'm hire a guy to dress up as one of your characters and hand out that, stuff at New Comic Con. Cover both bases. I would love to get a costume created. I know it would cost a little bit of money. I know some other indie character creators that have costumes of their people, and that's it's really cool. So um, I think a gangster grapes costume would be silly. <laughs> I sometimes see people basically dress as Boss Banana at Comic Con in banana suits, and then and then like uh, with the glasses you know, and the chain, suit. yeah, <laughs> yeah, not 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 the grapes or of the people wear the banana suits, and then they'll wear a jacket and tie on top of that. Uh, and yes, I'm like, yes. you don't even know you're cosplaying as my character, but I'll take it. <laughs> So my final thought is this. Um, thank you for being yeah. guest on the show. Really appreciate you. Um, and we're glad that you're still moving forward. And we love to see the progression of, uh, of really cool people and really cool products. Um, make sure everybody goes check out his stuff. Um, so with that, we're going to take our break. And we'll be right back with the came from the radio. If you had any honor, you would listen to Sci-Fi.Radio. The Sci-Fi for your Wi-Fi. Kapla. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on the Came From the Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show, tough. go to our website, www.camefromtheradio.com. Listen to archives we up in a week or so. Check us out on such places such as goodtalkradio.com, btdradio.com, indievolt.com, sci-fi.radio, or our social media pages such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or just Google, it came from the radio. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.